0: Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Wellness Journey, live with Linus of PraiseWorks on the Blog Talk Radio Network. Join us every Tuesday and Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern and 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Our program will show you the fun and simplicity of wellness. You can achieve total wellness through holistic practices nutrition, fitness, and spiritual fulfillment. Join us weekly as we talk to the experts in the field of total wellness for your mind, body, and spirit. Here's Linus.
1: Hi, this is Lena, Praise Praiseworks and Wellness Woman 40 and Beyond uh, eMagazine, thanks so much for joining us on the Wellness Journey Live. On this show, we like to talk about all the different things that you need to be thinking about and doing when it comes to the wellness of your mind, body, and spirit. And today, we're going to be talking about relationships, relationships that we want to sustain, that we want to have uh, joy in, that we want to keep healthy. How do you do it? Uh, What is it that we need to do to put the zing back in our relationships? Or what is it that we want to do to enhance our relationships, even if they're already going good? Today we have with us Lori Ann Davis who has her master's in counseling, and also she is a certified relationship expert. And she has just written this fantastic book, Unmasking Secrets to Long-Lasting Relationships. And I asked her to join us today uh, to talk with us a little bit about how we can put the zing back into our relationships, how we can enhance our relationships to be joyful and healthy. Uh, Mary, uh, Hello, Lori, are you there? Thanks so much for being on the Wellness Journey today. Yes, I'm here. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. You know, relationships is always a topic of discussion uh when you're in around the coffee with your girlfriends or even the guy friends talking about, you know, relationships, trying to understand um, their wives, trying to understand their boyfriends, their husbands. There's all this need for communication, but sometimes you're not always sure the best way to go about doing it. And right now we are in a country where divorce is over 50%. Over 50% of the marriages uh, end up in divorce. So everybody is wondering what is that key? What is it that we need to do to keep our relationships healthy and happy and joyful and, and, and sound in such a way where they will be long-ongoing and not just after two or three years, you know, you're throwing it out and starting again with someone else. So thanks so much for uh, coming on and sharing some information. Now, I know you wrote the unmasking secrets to long-lasting relationships. What are some of those secrets, uh, Lori? What kinds of things do we need to be thinking about when it comes to having a relationship that is well? Yeah, the title of the book is Unmasking Secrets to Unstoppable Relationships. And I titled it that because we do live in a society where it seems like we throw away relationships. And I don't Mm -hmm. believe that's because we want to. I think it's because we really don't have a template anymore. You know, relationships Mm -hmm. and our roles as men and women have really changed. Relationships have changed. We have more choices. And I think all of that's great. But unfortunately, we don't seem to have a template anymore for how to have long-term happy relationships. And so that's why I wrote the book. One of the things that I talk about in the book is that relationships really take intention and they take determination. They take the right attitude and commitment and effort. But the results of that are so worth it. You know, we can't just get married like in the fairy tales and Mm -hmm. live happily ever after. It really takes a lot of effort and a lot of work. And Mm -hmm. I'm not so sure that we're always prepared for that when we are madly in love and we get married. I don't think we understand Mm -hmm. what it's going to take. You know, that's interesting because um, fortunately or unfortunately, you have lots of movies out there about relationships and happy endings and, you know, within an hour and a half, if there's a problem, everything is solved. But in reality, real relationships aren't quite like that, are they, Lori? No, they're not. And I wrote the book and it really is, I wrote it because I wanted to share with people all of the things I have learned from my own long-term relationships, from my education, from my work with clients. And I broke it down into really small changes that if you practice them consistently will really create um, a lifelong change with your partner and can take a relationship that's good and make it even better. It can take one that's having some problems and hopefully fix those problems. And it can take a relationship maybe that's great still, but has gotten a little stale, you know, over time. Some of that love and passion. Can kind of start to go by the wayside. And sometimes we don't know what to do to put that spark back in the relationship. Exactly. And, you know, I took the liberty of asking some questions to some of our Facebook followers, and uh, I asked them to uh, send me some questions about their relationships and the questions that they might have. And a lot of my followers, as you know, are over 40. So many of them have been married uh, for over, you know, 20 years. So one of the questions was, After 25 years of marriage, how do I still appear to be interesting to my husband, not from a sexual perspective, but just as a person? We know everything about each other. What else can I do to keep myself interesting? Oh, I love that. That is a great question. And I think the answer to that is to stay interesting to yourself. So you need mm. to, as you continue to grow and as you continue to age and life goes on, to not get into a, a lull where you're doing the same thing day after day. So you're going to be interesting to your partner if you are passionate about life. Passion is enticing to whether you're dating, whether you're in a long-term relationship, If you are passionate about life and if you're passionate about something, it doesn't really matter what it is, that is attractive to your partner. So Hmm. there's advantages to that in your relationship, but there's also advantages to you. So I tell people whether they're single, whether they're in a relationship, create a life that you love. Find things that you like to do. Get interested in them. It could be with your partner and or it could be separate from your partner. It doesn't really make as much difference. What makes the difference is that you find something that you're interested in and that you're happy. Sometimes mm-hmm. in life when we're unhappy, we have a tendency to blame it on our relationship. And what I find is a lot of times it could be something about the relationship, but a lot of mm-hmm. times Really, we are counting on our partner and wanting them to be in charge of our happiness when actually we're in charge of our happiness. And if we start to figure out what it is about our life that's not going well and what can we do to fix it, what can we do to add some zest, some passion back into our lives, then all of a sudden, what's bothering us about our partner. We may discover really isn't the issue, or we may discover that it's something so small that it's not really that important. And even if we decide, you know, there really are problems in my relationship that I need to address, we are able to address them and put them in perspective more when we are happier with our lives. Yeah, that is such great information because I just know from my own personal experiences, if I'm miserable, (laughs) everybody else in my life is not going to be so happy either, and oh, yeah, and you I'm notice happy. every little thing. Yes, you notice every little right. thing that your partner does that you don't like when you're unhappy. Yes, yes, absolutely true. And you're right. We have a tendency to look at them and say, ah, you need to do this, this, and this. And in reality, uh, it's not about what they need to do. You have to first look at yourself and say, okay, what is it that's going on with me? Because you really can't change what they're doing, but you can certainly change what is going on with you. And here's another question that's kind of within that same realm that somebody wrote me. Um, how can I get my significant other to even sit down and talk about some of these more difficult things in our relationship that maybe need to change? All right, one of the first things, and I have I learned this. I didn't learn this in school. <laughs> I learned this okay. in my own personal experience, that before, if I'm not happy with my guy, Before I talk to him, and I'm going to give him this whole litany of things he has done wrong, and there are very differences between (laughs) men and women. Men really do not like to hear what they have done wrong, and they don't like a lot of drama. They don't like long, drawn-out discussions. So for my personal self, and this has worked very well, if I'm not happy with him, I need to sit back and give it some time before I say something and really figure out what is at the core of my discomfort. Because what I have mm-hmm. discovered with clients and with myself is that frequently what I think is the problem initially really isn't. So I mm-hmm. need to I need to sit on it for a little bit. I need to give some thought to what am I really unhappy about. If I think mm-hmm. it's that he hasn't, I don't know, he didn't take the trash out enough or he didn't do something simple, you know, what I'm going to come down to underneath sometimes is, you know, I'm not feeling important enough. I'm not feeling like I'm enough of a priority, and that's really the issue, not X, Y, and Z that I thought it was. So once you're clear on what's really going on with you, then you can say to them, you know, I've got something that I'd like to talk about. Can you know when's a good time to talk? Because you want to catch them when they're not in the middle of watching a TV show, they're not hungry, they haven't just gotten home and need some downtime. You know, you want to pick a time where it's okay to talk for both of you. And then once nice. you start to talk, ladies, guys need the Reader's Digest version of what's going on. You And somebody <laughs> said to me, I don't know what that means. <laughs> you know, it made, but your listeners will. It was a younger person who didn't understand what that means. You need to narrow it down and make it short for them and simple and to the point. And make sure that you're saying it in a way that's positive, that you're not blaming. You know, it's that whole... Take responsibility for how you feel. You know, I'm I'm feeling, you know, like I'm just not as important as I need to be. And so Mm -hmm. I'm feeling a little, you know, a little unhappy about some things. And I'd like to talk about that and figure out I want to feel happy and I want to be happy with you and I want to be happy with our relationship. And then you can give some examples as long as you're not pointing fingers. And what Mm -hmm. will happen is we've conditioned men a lot of times to not want to talk to us because we're dramatic, we tell them everything they've done wrong, we make them feel bad, we go on way too long, and they think, Mm -hmm. really, I don't want to do that. And so then they run the other direction when we want to talk. We have to Mm -hmm. recondition them to realize that they can have a discussion with us where we can take responsibility for our feelings, but we can talk Mm -hmm. about and problem solve and and they don't end up feeling bad and it goes pretty quickly and at the end we thank them you know thank you so mm. much for listening to me i really appreciate that how about we go for a walk now or we go get some ice cream or you know we go watch tv together or we do something positive at the end of that um that was a piece that i discovered along the road that made a big difference with my clients that when that conversation that they're not looking forward to is over If you Mm -hmm. end it with something positive, if you can end it with, um, you know, some time in the bedroom, that's even better. Mm -hmm. So then they're they're feeling good about it. So the next time you say you need to talk to them about something, they're not thinking, oh, no, this is going to be horrible. They're thinking, oh, okay, this will work well. You know, and I remember it ended well. That's so funny because... Someone told me once that whenever her husband says, I need to talk to you about something, she automatically went into the defensive. Automatically. How can we start that discussion? You you mentioned some other key points, but how do you uh, start that discussion in a positive way and keep it positive throughout the conversation, even if the person you're talking to gets in the negative? Yes. Yes, you have to realize that you think about yourself, and if somebody comes to you and starts telling you what you're doing wrong you automatically get defensive. The wall goes up. You don't really want to hear it. None of us really like to hear that. And we all of a sudden start thinking about all the ways we can defend ourselves. So we're really not listening to the other person. We're defending ourselves. So we want to be very cautious when we're approaching somebody that we don't put them in that space. Now, if that's what's been happening and that's been a pattern, you may have to realize that it may take a little time. It may take a few times of you being different before they will open up and listen easily, you know, because they're going to be expecting to be criticized. Um, An example that I give sometimes is if you like to be on time and your partner is always late, you know, and you're about to leave and they're late once again, you have two choices. Right, most people are going to come at it as they're going to start giving them all this grief about how can you be late? Really, we're going to be late. You know, why can't you just be on time? And you're going to get into a big argument. Instead of that, you could say, you know, I understand that for you, being on time just isn't as important as it is to me, and and that's okay. But when we're going someplace together, I'm really embarrassed. I really have a hard time showing up late. I know that's my issue. I know it's me, but it really bothers me. And when we go places, I want to go happy. I would like us to show up happy. And I don't want to be upset with you because we're late. I want to enjoy this time with you. So I'm just wondering, do you have any suggestions about how we could resolve this so that it would make it easier for me to show up on time and happy? what ideas, I'm lost and I don't want to be upset with you and I want this to go well, what ideas do you have? Men like to solve problems. So by letting them know that it's your issue, not theirs, but that it really bothers you and you would like resolution to it, ask him for some solution. You know, he might say, yeah, maybe you need to tell me a different time we need to be there so I can still feel like I'm running late and you're okay. Know, I love see that. He, I did. That's, that's such a positive mm-hmm. way of Im- approaching that, and I love the idea of basically taking responsibility for the fact it is your issue. Now, of course, you may be on the right side of that issue, but it's not really about that. It's about trying to facilitate a conversation where it's a win-win for everybody, and not so much that you're trying to make a point of how right you are and how wrong well, they are. Right, that's right. We part. always tell people. Yes. Do you want to be right or do you want to have a really great relationship? Okay. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Now, the name of your book is uh, – uh, say it again because I missed the unstoppable heart. What's the name of the book again? It's Unmasking Secrets to Unstoppable Relationships. Okay. So my question to you is what makes a relationship unstoppable, Lori? An unstoppable relationship is the term that I have coined, I came up with for, you know, in the very beginning of a relationship, we have all that chemistry going and all that love and passion and things feel so great. And then the next stage in relationships would be when those rose-colored glasses sort of come off. And that can be anywhere from six months to two years into a relationship usually, where we sort of wake up one day and we go, oh my. You know, who am I in a relationship with? You know, you start to see all the person's flaws. You start to see them different. You start to have some of these conflicts that you need to to work out. And the conflict stage can sort of come and go in relationships. But eventually what you would like to do is get to sort of the very top stage of the relationship. That's when you can communicate well, you can resolve issues. The person is not only your best friend, but you know that your relationship is a priority, but on top of that, you're adding back that passion that you had in the beginning of a relationship. Now, it might feel a little different, but on top of that solid foundation of a friendship and the relationship's a priority, you can work out issues, you understand each other, you're comfortable together, you add back to that this level of passion that is just phenomenal. That's my definition of an unstoppable relationship. And I do not believe that very many couples get to that place. And I think that they don't for one of two reasons. Sometimes people don't even know it exists. They don't even know that they should even attempt, you know, to get to that place. They think, well, we're comfortable. Some of the passion's gone, but we're secure in our relationship. And this is what happens, right? They think that that's the best that it is because that's what they see other people having. So I think Mm -hmm. it's either they don't even realize it's a possibility, or they really just simply don't have the tools they need and the skills they need to get to that point. And I am determined and impassionate about helping people to take their relationships to that next level, because I had a very long 25-year relationship that was at that level. And I know what Mm -hmm. it feels like and how wonderful it is, and mm-hmm. I would like everybody to have that. Hmm. So for 25 years, you were able to maintain the joy, the passion, the uh, the curiosity, uh, and the healthiness of a, of, a, of a relationship. That's fantastic. Most people don't have that. If you no. were to give someone some advice, you know, you're you're um, let's say at a bus stop and you've got five minutes or less to be able to tell a person what they need to be looking for when the relationship is beginning to get stale and what they can do to prevent that from happening. What would you say to them? I would tell them that they need to make their relationship a priority. So when you've got your whole list of things to do and all these things in your life going on, make sure you carve out every day sometime where your partner knows they are number one in your life at that moment. For that time. And it could simply be an hour in the evening, a half an hour if that's all you can do. But daily, look at your partner and make sure that they understand that they are a priority. Be present for them, really be interested in them and their lives. And the last thing would be if I really didn't have much time, would be add some affection, some physical touch into your relationship on a daily basis. Now that can be as simple as holding hands while you watch TV or while you take a walk, or it could be, you know, it could be having sex in the evening. But somewhere along that continuum, on a daily basis, if you will add more physical touch into your relationship, you will notice a lot of difference. And then, if I had time for one more thing, I would tell people to have more fun together, be playful with each other. Remember when you were dating? the things that you did, don't stop doing that. Go back to that. I think that once you've been together for a while, it's even more important to to go back to dating each other. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, I agree. The, the original thing that brought you together in the first place You want to make sure you keep that component in the relationship always. You can go back to why was I attracted to this person in the first place? Why did I decide to enter into a committed relationship to this person in the first place? If you can go back to the very basic parts of that, that makes such a big difference in terms of being able to maintain. Now, I know your book has not come out yet, Lori, but it's coming out soon. It is coming out very soon. It is, as far as I know, it is finished. All we have to do is put it into the system and get it ready for the first printing. So it will be out. Um, it will be out in the next month or so. Yes. Fantastic. And the name of the book is Unmasking Secrets to uh, Unstoppable Long Lasting Relationships. Unstoppable relationships. Yes. Okay, unstaffable. I added the long. Okay, last thing. That's okay. <laughs> and That's okay. and they can go to your can they go to your website to um to purchase the uh the book. Yes, they could go to my website. Um, I do not have it. They will be able to purchase it. And in the meantime, mm-hmm. they could send me even, um, you know, they could send me a note telling me that they wanted to be on the list and the same as soon as it comes out. I can get it to them. But yes, all the information will be on my website, which is laurianndavis.com. So very good. And for those of you who are on the show page, you can click right there on Lorianne Davis, and it will take you directly uh, to her website, and uh, you'll be able to find out all the other services that she provides. And also check her website and keep looking for that fantastic book. There's lots of great information I know that's going to be in there just based upon our little talk that we've had today. Lorianne, thank you so much for being on the Wellness Journey Live today. You've given me some great tips that I'm going to try in my own relationship. Good. Well, good. It was my pleasure. Thank you. It's great to get information. Now, I think sometimes we forget, um, you know, some of the things that we kind of inherently know, but we just forget. To you know, keep those relationships live alive by some of the basic things that Lori shared with us. And if some of you are just tuning into the program, go back to our archives and click on the show again because Lori shares some really key information that I think is very helpful in helping you to have an unstoppable relationship. Also, I want to remind you that you can catch this show on iTunes. Also, just Google um, Google uh, when you go to iTunes. Um, put in the search engine The Wellness Journey Live and it will take you to the shows that we have on the other networks as well as on the Blog Talk Network and don't forget to check out our Facebook page we'll have all kinds of information about upcoming shows and that is Facebook.com PraiseWorks Health Wellness. Please, like our page and listen to our shows. We have in our archives over 400 shows that we've done since, oh gosh, 2009 and we have Loved bringing to you some of the premier experts in the field of mind, body, spirit, wellness. And make sure you tune in. Every week we have new shows on Tuesdays that will help you to thrive in your life and to help you to be well in your mind, body, and spirit. This is Lennis of PraiseWorks and also of the Wellness Woman 40 and Beyond e-magazine that you can subscribe to on my website at praiseworks.biz. Thanks so much for joining the show and listening, and we'll see you again
0: Thank you for joining Linus of Praiseworks on the wellness journey. We hope that you've enjoyed today's program and have found something to help you along in your journey to total wellness, for your mind, body, and spirit. For more information, please visit praiseworks.biz or find and follow us on Facebook and Twitter.